Hi there, I'm Heidi Higgins, and you are listening to K-12 on Learning. Most schools throughout the country, whether they be in person or online, employ school counselors. These are professionals specifically trained to work with students, parents, and teachers to develop educational programming, one-on-one guidance, and personal strategies to ensure student success. You'll find that counselors help run IEP meetings, organize school events, they might run student groups, call parents, and help explore any special need with social services, utilizing resources throughout the community. Their primary role is to set students up for both academic and personal success. A great school counselor builds a trusting relationship with each student, and as the student grows, can be vital in helping navigate the transition from high school to future roles. Today is my pleasure to introduce you to an experienced high school counselor. Jessica Lacerda is here to discuss the vital role school counselors play and why partnering with a school counselor can lead to the success of your student. Welcome back to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am well. Time to visit again about the great role that school counselors play in the lives of students. You are a student counselor, have been for how many years now? (laughs) 12 years now. 12 years. Look at that. Uh Have you seen some changes that have evolved over these 12 years? Yes, quite a few. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you name a couple? (laughs) Well, I've always been online, but just the changes within the online environment are huge. A lot more opportunities for connections with the students, you know, face-to-face connections rather than just, you know, being on the phone or online chatting with the technology advances. Yeah, there's a lot of great things going on in the counseling world these days. I know that the role that you play is ever-evolving and the opportunities for students seem to be expanding. So that must also make your role kind of exciting as you see those changes. Absolutely. And this year I oversee the counselors of the entire counseling department. I'm having an opportunity to be involved with the elementary, middle, and high school. And so it's really been a fun experience. Now, you as a high school counselor and an overseer of all these counselors, you look a lot to the high school guidance area and beyond. Yeah. So when we are thinking about future planning, the focus really is on our high school students, but it should start, it really should start as early as elementary. And I'm curious about an elementary council role. What does a counselor do for that elementary student? Most of the support at the elementary level, especially in our setting, you know, the online setting, it's mostly with parents. And so it's a lot of parenting tips, strategies, skills for success. We do meet with the students in Class Connect for, you know, just fun, interactive sessions. But yes, the support absolutely is more with the parents at the elementary level. Interesting. So that's actually helpful to know because my parent might have some questions of how their student is doing, needing some tips to improve or change behaviors possibly. And they can go to a school counselor for that. Absolutely. Yep. We're here to help. (laughs) I love that. As a counselor for the future, you are working (laughs) with young minds who are, have no idea what they want to be often. Maybe some do. Mm -hmm. And you help direct them and open their eyes into what's available. What kind of college and career development planning do you, do you work with? What does it look like when you're working with a student? Well, that's a great question. And I think it has evolved over the years. So typically, when you think about 
future planning, the question that we ask kids or we have asked kids is, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I recently attended a conference where we talked a lot about that question and how it's not the best question to ask because really they are limited to their knowledge and awareness of the jobs that they know about already, right? And there are so many jobs out there and more and more jobs every single day that are developed and and jobs that don't even exist yet that we are preparing these students for. And so what we've been trying to do is avoid that question entirely. Get rid of it. Don't ask kids what they want to be when they grow up. Instead, focus on their interests, focus on their passions. And the other thing that we start focusing on in middle school and high school is what's the world problem that you want to solve? What's the challenge in the world that we need to figure out? Because that is what we are preparing our kids for. We're preparing them for the future, the future challenges, and what what challenges ignite a passion? That's kind of the conversation that we have. What challenges ignite a passion? What a great question. What a better approach. Are you also looking at skills that they have to develop them? And and what kind of skills are we talking about? Yeah, we absolutely look at skills. Luckily, there are so many resources and opportunities for students to develop their skills and their passions through the courses that they take online, through the experiences that they have. So yeah, it's an evaluation of what do you love? What are you good at? And what does the world need? Those are the basic questions that we ask. I love it. Do you begin this process only in high school? Are you starting clear back in the elementary ages? So at the elementary level, we are really working with students on developing those interpersonal skills, the lifelong skills that they need to be successful, which includes social behaviors, problem solving, coping skills, you know, things like that, things that will make them become successful in the future. We start talking a little bit about the different types of careers out there, right? It's not super in-depth and exposing them to things they might be interested in. And then as the years progress, that's kind of when we start adding on the information about careers, the different options, what education is required for different careers, and that sort of thing. So a student who comes to you, let's say now we're going to go back to the high school age, they come to you and they really have no idea. They don't know where to start. Graduation's coming right at them. They don't know where to turn for sure. What are some things other than searching for their passion and and interests like that? Are there any other things that you do to help guide them towards something? I think the biggest thing is just reassure them that it's okay they don't know. It's okay to not have a plan. We have some students who know what they want to do from kindergarten on. They want to be a doctor. They've always known they want to be a doctor. They take the steps. They end up being a doctor, right? And then we have other students who really just have no idea. And that can be a really overwhelming experience for students. And so just that reassurance of no big deal. It's okay. Some students might start college and they still don't know what they want to do, right? And it's a matter of we try to encourage well-roundedness, exposure to a variety of different things to kind of ignite that spark. We put them in a variety of different classes. So it's helpful to have a lot of different electives to expose them to different areas. But really it is. It's it's the reassurance. That's what they need. The reassurance. When it comes to colleges and they're trying to decide, should we stay home and go to a local college? Some of their grades are good. Should we seek for an outside source? Star's the limit. They're so excited. They've heard the big names. They know some of those things. What do you do when it comes to college planning? That's a bigger discussion. And with that discussion, we try to involve the parents. 
because it involves obviously finances and if the student's going to be paying for this themselves, are we looking for as many scholarships as possible? Are the parents helping out? You know, what does that look like? So that's obviously a larger discussion. But as far as just exploration in general, we have some students whose hearts are set on an Ivy League school, you know, and that's okay. It's great to reach for the stars. You should absolutely reach for the stars if that's what you want. What we typically recommend students do is have three choices, their top three choices. Their reach school, that's the school that, oh, they would just be over the moon if they got into. And it might be a little bit hard to get into, but they're going to go for it anyways. And then kind of a middle ground school where they're pretty sure they're going to get into this school, but it's kind of still a little bit of a reach. And then a, a safety school, a school where they know absolutely they will get into. And so that's usually what we try to advise students on is no more than three. Every college has an application fee usually associated with it. So you want, you know, you don't want to be applying to 20 different schools. Otherwise, you're going to be forking out quite a bit of cash. So be mindful about that. What if a student says, you know, I've been looking at careers and I need to pay my way through college maybe, or I'm, I feel like I'm ready to get started at work right away. Do you provide some career counseling as well? Absolutely. Yeah. So we have interest inventories, you know, that we use to help determine what career paths might be beneficial for students. We start having the conversation about the costs of living and does your future career align with the lifestyle that you want to have for yourself? We talk about job outlooks and the job market. And is this a job that's going to increase in demand or decrease in demand? What jobs are in high demand right now that are in line with kind of your interests and your passions? So, I mean, it's a really a comprehensive discussion that we have with these kids and whatever they end up deciding down the road, we don't want to encourage them to go one way if they're not ready to go there, right? We don't want to be encouraging students to go to college if they're not quite ready because then they're going to start college. They might not do as well as they want to do. We really want to help set them up for success in whatever route they end up taking. I appreciate you expanding their opportunities as they look at what the future is. Sometimes it's just graduation college. Right. And there's a lot more and the demands Mm -hmm. changed. What knowledge and skills do you as a counselor possess that will help a student get to where they need to be? Well, counselors have been through it themselves for one. (laughs) Counselors have master's degrees. And so we have various levels of education. Many counselors are licensed in counseling in the counseling field. Throughout that experience, you know, we're knowledgeable about the experience because we've been through it ourselves. But we also consult and collaborate and attend conferences and have a requirement to to continue our training every year. We have to meet a certain amount of hours each year, and those hours include college and career exploration. So we're constantly honing our skills, trying to stay on top of the new careers and the job markets and all of that. So we can look at assessments, career interest assessments, and evaluate how students reply to those assessments and talk to them about specific career clusters that might work well for them. And so we are a knowledgeable resource, I think, for students to turn to that might not realize that we can do as much as we can do. I remember a school counselor being very influential in my life. And to this day, I remember those conversations because she helped me explore some of the possibilities that were out there for me. I have deep respect for your profession. 
When a student wants to meet with a counselor, what does a student need to do to get the appointment and get the opportunity? Is it just simply reach out? Do you reach out? What kind of a relationship starts and how, how can it start? Mm, I think a lot of counselors would love for students to reach out all the time. We would be thrilled if our books were totally packed just with student conferences. It can be a challenge reaching students. I think there's a little bit of hesitancy. It's overwhelming, right? Maybe because they're unsure and they feel like they might be judged because they're unsure. Counselors are safe. We are the safest people that kids can go to to talk about these things. And and there's no judgment. You know, we're not going to judge. We're not going to discipline. We're just going to be there to support and learn because we will be learning with the student. We are oftentimes learning about new careers with the student, right? Because there are so many. But counselors do, obviously, we reach out to students too and make sure that they're set up, especially those reaches, I think, progress as the years go on. And then, you know, once junior, senior year hits, we're really making sure, are you, have you completed the FAFSA? Have you completed all your college applications? And making sure that they're on track to graduate and, and be done. But we love hearing from students. Jessica, what's the best thing about being a counselor? <laughs> wow. Advocating for students, absolutely, hands down. Working with the kids, advocating for them when they have an issue or need to brainstorm something. I think that's why we all do what we, what we do. Thank you for listening to K-12 On Learning, sponsored by Stride. To learn more about online public schools powered by Stride K-12, Stride career prep programs that foster lifelong learning, or any of the private school or individual course offerings, please go to stridelearning.com or k12.com. Special thanks to Tree K Studios for providing the music for us. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and feel free to leave us a good review. We hope you'll join us next time for K-12 on learning.